0: Welcome back to Wellness Wednesday with me, Siggy Helgeson. After several months' hiatus, I'm glad to be back with you, with more wellness stories to share and collective wisdom gleaned throughout the past year and a half. Together with some of my guests on this podcast, we're going to explore the varied experiences of individuals, couples, families, and teens through interviews with them. There are times in our lives when we are able to help others, and times when we need help ourselves. And it's often harder to receive help than it is to give it. Today's interview is with Karen Teasdale. As a single woman living with roommates during this pandemic, her life took a turn that gave her pause to think about how much we need each other. Listen in to her story today about asking for help. Karen, it is so good to have you here. Thank you for taking the time to share um, about yourself and your story. Um, I'm really excited that you are here. Yeah, it's wonderful to be here with you, Siggy.
1: Um little bit about myself. Uh, my name is Karen Teasdale. Um, I live here in Tacoma. Uh, I um, work uh, at a, a company called Expeditors International, where I am a customs broker which is a fancy word saying i get to help all the importers bring all their freight and goods in on all those container ships that you see um in the port in seattle and tacoma oh,
0: we are so grateful for your <laughs> for your service in that way yeah
1: thank you yes it's pretty intriguing walking into shops and seeing empty shelves and going oh because I'm having to deal with all the congestion around the world and all the terminals and scenarios that are going on, and you you totally appreciate when the world is working smoothly, sort of, whatever smoothly means, (laughs) oh, what a difference it can be, and um, that there are going to be ongoing ramifications for quite some time to come. Uh, But, yeah, so speaking of um, COVID... um, I mean one one of one of your questions was, uh, number one, what was my living situation? Um, I am grateful that I had two beautiful roommates that I was living with at the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it made such a huge difference. Uh, I'm uh, a single woman, and so I know not everyone had that um, goodness. Uh, they had to find company and relationship other ways, but I was extremely grateful all three of us um, had to start working from home, and um, that makes a huge difference. So we had to go through all the, you know, figuring out, you know, each one of us was working out of our bedrooms and mm-hmm. <laughs> and having to, you know, each of us had – Various confidential elements of our jobs, and so how do you, how do you do that mm-hmm. <laughs> when the three bedrooms are kind of right next to each other? <laughs> um, but yeah, just just to have um, from that moment when COVID really hit, um, having you know good people that I was with yeah. uh, made a difference. So that was just a little bit about my um, kind
0: of my situation. Um. yeah mm. well tell us a little bit more about when did you first realize that things were kind of changing and we're experiencing this what was that like for you mm. very very clear I think as you
1: know as we watched the news happen and um, all of a sudden we're in the middle of March and I think by March 17th, I can't remember what the date was when the governor announced that the state was going to be shut down and that we were the epicenter uh, here in America and that this was huge and significant to all of our um, situations and health and well-being. And uh, my company was very big on caution, and so they immediately kind of put into play plans for everyone to start working from home. Given that we don't normally do that, um, there was all these um, important steps that they had to go through with their IT department because we have to have secure uh, lines to the government and the software we use has special high-layered <laughs> VPN all sorts. So so yeah, uh, But, but really within almost one week, we had gone from Um, we need to work our way towards being at home. And by the end of this week, we all need to be at home. Wow. And so you had a week Mm. to transition. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I mean, there's, there's no way that there just can't be a a moment that you're going, oh, and the world has changed. Yeah. Not just my life has changed. The world has changed. Yeah. Um, yeah. But I think there was, um, as I said, by having roommates, and, and by this was not something that was just happening to me or a few select people. This was something that was happening to everyone. People I know, people I don't know. Um, and so to a certain extent, there was that sense of, and we're in this together. We don't know what the outcome is going to be, but at least if we're facing this humongous unknown that could cause, you know, high amounts of, you know, pain and death and grief, at least we're in it together. And we, I think, both as, uh, at least I would say even as an individual, but I think when I look at least, you know, how our state handled it, um, how so many countries around the world handled it. There was a pretty quick response to going. Oh, and this is a pandemic. This is not just, you know, right. for you know, fun and games. This is this is the real deal.
0: Yeah. Do you remember uh, how you how you felt at all? Did you, Did you have any reaction to that? Oh, huge with... reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. What What were your What were you feeling? Oh, well, I, I mean, if I was that. try to
1: name emotions, yeah. Uh, I mean, you know, both, you, you know anxiety, um, fear of the unknown, um, you know, what, what's going to happen to all of us um, um, at the same time, kind of a sense of so far, everything seems to be sort of under control. (laughs) Yeah. So maybe a little teeny bit of, you know, um, I don't know if I was quite so far along as hope, but um maybe some good denial maybe some good yeah. denial <laughs> it could
0: be a good thing
1: but i think maybe a sense of trust i think yeah. if 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 the pandemic had rolled out any other way if i was with a different company or if it felt like you know the 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 people that were having to make the tough decisions in our state um I mean, I could kind of block out the rest of the country because it wasn't going to immediately affect me if I'm sitting in my bedroom. Yeah. But <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. But also that immediate awareness of that sense that wisdom is going to be needed. Um, some deep thoughtfulness because this was going to be like any unknown before, and even if I had a couple of roommates all of a sudden I'm no longer in immediate physical contact with all the people I would normally see on a daily basis.
0: Yeah. yeah. Mm. What would you say, looking back now, mm. well, we're not too far back. No. <laughs> what would you say was the hardest thing mm. that happened to you or you were challenged by? Mm.
1: Well... um uh, Siggy, as you know, I had I had just come off um uh, the death of death of my, my mother and um having her funeral here at church and literally within two weeks is when COVID had hit. Yes. Um yeah. she might have been one of the last ones. I think she was possibly yeah. the last funeral, if not yeah. the second to last. Yeah. Um and so I was already in the midst of many, many feelings and emotions, um transitions um when covid hit uh but to say what was the actual most challenging um uh yeah memorial day weekend um you know we'd kind of done a fairly decent job at home of transitioning into working from home and You know, taking walks out in the yard and watching the neighbors walk by with masks on. (laughs) Everybody walking out on the sidewalk in the street to keep 10 to 12 feet away from each other. Um, And, you know, trying to figure out going out shopping to get groceries. But um, Memorial Day weekend, I was um, having a lovely time uh, working in my garage trying to organize um, uh, various shelves and boxes. Um, and I unfortunately had a fall off of a stepladder and fractured my left tibia, uh, which um, involved a, a, an initial trip to urgent care where they confirmed that this was not just a a bruise <laughs> or a swelling or a, anything else. It was much more serious than that. And off we went to hospital. Uh, and I was in hospital, I think, for five days, two surgeries, lovely little you know plate now sitting in my leg and all of a sudden i was immediately thrust into medical leave of 12 weeks and um you know having initially with so much swelling uh once they released me from hospital that you know it, even if you had crutches it wasn't easy to get around um and again that's where i just i feel so grateful for my roommates who were dear friends and who loved me and that we trusted each other enough that we could go into, um, as many people would know, when you've had surgery, you need a lot of help. Yeah. It might be with bathing. It might be with trying to get in and out of bed. It might be with trying to readjust your leg up to the right height to <laughs> to, to, to elevate and get rid of the swelling. It might yeah. be um, just not being able to stand up for more than you know, a minute at a time on those crutches as you get used to that and needing help with making food and reaching things. And, yeah, so um, that was a super challenging, challenging time.
0: And um, I can only imagine you're <laughs> you're a pretty self-sufficient, independent woman, and yeah. that had to be hard. Yeah, yeah. To have
1: made it through, you know, 50 to 60 years of no broken bones and all of a sudden to do it and do it well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, no, why? And at the same time, there was this, I, I, I always struggle to know how to feel about whether it's true thankfulness and gratefulness or not. But in a time like this, where it's where you're not sure whether you want to name things as actual goodness or not, but here we were all working from home.
0: Yeah.
1: And what would have happened if we all were in normal world and that had happened and they had to go to work? Right. Well, they could go to work in their bedroom and come down to the kitchen and get me something and take that to the family room and head back down to the bedroom to work. <laughs> yeah. Um so And true. I just – I cannot tell you – I don't know if I name that as goodness, but I name it certainly as something to be extremely grateful for, that the support they were able to provide – Um, which which made me even more isolated in an already isolated situation. In terms of, it took a long time before I could actually walk out the door and actually manage maneuver down the step or two that would get to the sidewalk, and you know maybe just get to the end of the drive and back. Um, to be able to you know uh, get over the the step down onto the deck and all those things that which. You know, eventually I was able to do, and gave me good impetus to try and get better. (laughs) Oh my goodness! But yeah, there there was definitely, and at the same time, I'm taking a lot of pain drugs, and you know, sitting in the lazy boy, and (laughs) yeah, yeah, (laughs) and you just
0: take it one day at a time, one hour at a time. Yeah, yeah. So, your mom died. Mm. You well went into COVID. We had. A pandemic mm. had to be at home mm. and then you have this terrible break mm. and are convalescing at home. Mm. It's a lot, Karen. Mm. Yeah. So what would you say as we kind of are looking at the whole wellness mm. wellness theme and, and um you know, what are some things that helped you? Um, I hear your roommates were a huge support. Mm. Um, were there other things, um other other rituals or things that helped you uh mm. find what you needed during this time? Mm.
1: Well, I certainly would, would say um because you're even if you are dear friends. Um, there's only so much that they can do. They can't be anything and everything for you. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I, I, again, I mean, I know many people feel this way, but I can't say enough about how grateful I am that St. Mark's found its way. And this is by no means a, <laughs> a, a media blurb, but there was just such a, because we were able to so, so quickly, um, as a community moved to online, um, stumbled our way through you know various parts of it but we got there and so still to be able to attend church Mm -hmm. which I think if if I had still been in bed rest and church was going on normally of course I couldn't have gotten there Mm -hmm. but COVID allowed me to go to church it's a weird thing to say but it did (laughs) it allowed Mm -hmm. me to go to church um and it meant that um you know, some of um, our other groups, like our wellness group, that had already been going. So I was grateful that I had already been involved in some groups that kept going. Mm-hmm. And so it wasn't I had to try and scramble my way into new relationships, but that there were some relationships already there. And yet I know I would have been deeply welcomed anyway. Mm-hmm. But... um because we were all meeting at least once a month, if not more. Um, then I had other support, um, other ways and people to have laughs with. And... <laughs> yes, yes.
0: So Aaron. even with, though it couldn't be in person, online, on Zoom, mm. you, you felt the support of that group and Very much online so. worship. You could feel like you were part of the Very worshiping so. community. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. And that was, yeah, that was vital. Um, yeah.
0: Hmm. Were there other things, Karen, that you found were were helpful to you or, or things that weren't helpful? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> um,
1: well, I have always been a gardener and a walker. And so... Again, you know, some of that gratefulness goes towards that we just happened to be in a rental that had a garden that I'd already been out in and enjoying. And while there was a period of a number of weeks where I couldn't do anything more than maybe hobble over to look at the flowers, I couldn't, I it was too dangerous for me to reach down <laughs> yes. to do any weeding because I would have imbalanced and made uh-huh. a mess of things. Um, although I got fairly clever, I have to say, with a walker. And scooting it around the grass. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, yeah, I, you know, and and of course it gave me, again, something to work towards as well. But I can't tell you how much it does my soul good to be in creation. And that was the closest creation I could do, was my, my own little garden. Um And then as things improved, being able to get back out to walking around the block and being able to talk to the neighbors, even if they were 10 to 12 feet away, and we could talk about our gardens and say hello and wave at the kids as they were playing a little ways away. And, um, yeah, so keeping as much as possible, I think, some of those um, rituals and enjoyed practices going were really helpful.
0: Yeah such such just healing out in nature. yeah, yeah. Mm. I'm with you on that mm. and walking. Yeah. Well, have you had time to to process some of this? have you any any wisdom that you've gleaned, anything that uh, you learned about yourself or others about
1: God, faith? I am sure I will be processing for some time to come. Yes. But I think um, certainly as, you know, some of those practices that I entered into in terms of um, also being mindful That it was going to be important for me to connect with people. So, not just, it's not just there were some opportunities, but I had to make the choice to take those opportunities um, and to make sure that there were um, conversations with other friends, with family members, uh, even if we couldn't see each other in person. Mm -hmm. What does that look like to make sure and initiate? um those connections especially once i started back to work and everything was on zoom and you can get so zoom exhausted <laughs> yes yeah. and so Stay how to that. how to find ways i mean i loved you know when the, when there were ways in which you could still go and do coffee with someone even if it was outside you know from one side of a picnic table to another or further out Um, I still laugh with delight at when we as a wellness group went out to Titlow and what did we have, like 20 feet in between each other (laughs) in in the biggest circle you've ever seen? (laughs) Crutching my way over and sitting on my camp chair. But yeah, I think in terms of wisdom, there's a sense of, as I was thinking about coming to speak with you today, is that I think... And something I think I hope to carry with me is that we can be community together. We can join and worship together. But I loved that sense of, and oh, we actually need each other. What does friendship look like in a faith community? Mm -hmm. And I don't know that I'm finished Learning, processing, figuring that out. I think um, pre-COVID, maybe there was more an awareness so that family members could stay in their wee little bubbles and, you know, various ones could do that. And yet I think COVID reminds me over and over how much we need each other and that we can build all sorts of relationships and friendships um, that may not normally happen. And I'm hoping we don't forget that, because yeah. I think our isolation, for many of us at least, um, helped us appreciate more and more both the people in our lives that we knew and maybe the people we didn't know that we might be able to get to know. Yeah.
0: Yeah, it, like you said, making that initiating, mm. not waiting, but initiating those those relationships. Mm. Yeah. Are you um you know as we start to come out of this um any is there anything you're going to take with you to um any anything you you've adopted like as a new practice or or anything that you would that you want to change. Hmm.
1: Well, I think to carry on with some of what we've already touched on, I There was such joy and delight that in particular that I experienced um, with St. Mark's, but not just with church. I think it happened in ways during work. I think it happened with various friends and family where there's this creative element. And there's something about being forced to think outside the box. Ah, yeah, right. I think there are times when um it's easy for the status quo and the norm to just be the norm, yeah and but we were all in various ways and forced to if we wanted to still have some sort of a life <laughs> right right, right um to do that, um you know, how could we continue um you know to have potlucks but do it online? Yeah. I mean, in this case, yeah. it happened to be a lot of things had to be creative online, but yeah. I still think that there was such an awareness for me of kind of this expansion, both internally and externally of going, oh, here's some other opportunities or ways to do it. But I also know that sometimes I'm not best at being creative on my own. Yeah. I may not have the idea, Yeah, but in conversation with others... In dreaming together, talking, asking questions, ruminating, <laughs> things, ideas in life and goodness can be birthed. Yes. And I think that is one of those things that I really wanted to take forward with me because I think that's a little bit different than relationship. There's that, there's what's that creative element right. Right. that could come out of this all going forward. I don't have necessarily clear ideas or answers on that, but I'm trying to, I think, as a new practice, be more mindful of what would having a good imagination and creativity in all
0: areas of my my life look like. Yeah. Permission to imagine something different. Mm. but Permission to be creative.
1: Mm. Yeah. I mean... We would never have had sermons from farms, would we, or vineyards?
0: <laughs> there we go. <laughs> and right? yet, we all
1: absolutely loved
0: every moment of those
1: <laughs> coming from American Lake, <laughs> coming from the railroad uh, downtown. I, I just yeah, and yeah. you go if just, yeah. We were kind of forced into, and at the same time, grabbed that opportunity to go. How can we dream and make this happen? And we were all blessed as a result.
0: Yeah, it's good well as uh, as things are now opening up more and we're gonna have a chance to come back to in person worship, uh, what are the things that you're looking forward to the most? Did you say? Well, I
1: could tell you already. One of the most happy moments, I think, after the state opened on Wednesday was, yeah. I think I've now had at least two or three hugs, actual physical, not elbow to elbow, yes. or air hugs, like yes. that 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 moment of going, oh, I can touch you again. <laughs> yeah. Does that feel uh, good? Yeah. yeah. I mean, that's happened now with some friends. It's happened with... You know, some of our wellness group, it's happened when I went up to spend time with family and see my niece and nephew this weekend. And, I mean, d- 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 there's a weird moment, right? Like, they live up in Mill Creek, and... um you know, I used to go up on a regular basis, but because they are both at college and they had to develop different bubbles of safety and isolation, then when they came home, it really didn't make sense for me to go up there because then I'd have to isolate some more <laughs> because yeah. I'd be exposed to their bubble. Exactly. <laughs> They'd be exposed to mine. Exactly. So here a year and a half, like I drove up there this weekend and realized on this, on the one hand here was this familiar drive. Uh-huh. Down their road, and it had been Christmas two thousand nineteen since I'd last been in their house. Oh, and you just go,
0: wow,
1: how the world has changed. Yeah. Um, But yes, then to be able to go in and give them hugs,
0: (laughs) just
1: yeah. So anyway, I there are many things I'm sure that I'm looking forward to, but that it was first and foremost like that feels like normality
0: yeah such joy mm. that. well Karen I so appreciate you sharing your story today and um, and your wisdom that is still being processed mm. and uh, thank you for being a part of this podcast mm. appreciate you
1: absolute delight and pleasure my dear
0: yeah hugs oh yeah baby <laughs> <laughs> After we finished taping this interview, Karen shared how this time we are now entering felt a bit like PT or physical therapy. After you've been through a fall, to help you get your muscle back, you need to learn to walk again. So here is a blessing for this transition time as we might feel a bit wobbly and get our social muscles going again. Karen, you were just grieving the death of your mother when COVID hit. So, on top of grief and all of the complicated feelings that go with it, you were thrown into the collective anxiety and fear of the unknown. Then you fell, and life took an unexpected turn. After two surgeries, and a metal plate big enough to set off alarms. You were thrust into medical leave for three months. You went from an independent person to now being a wee bit in need of help. In the midst of all of this, you were grateful. Grateful for your living situation. Grateful for two roommates who were able to be present as you were all stuck working from home. Immobile as you were and in need of help from others, you felt even more isolated, not being able to get out of the house, go for a walk. But you were resilient and taking advantage of online resources, worship, our wellness group, and spending time in the garden, Digging in the soil as you convalesced, you were refreshed and restored. And then when you were able, you began walking again. Your body began healing, but not only your body, also your mind and your soul. And you began initiating conversations with friends and family and found out just how deeply we need each other. covid and your fall gave you a greater appreciation of all those relationships and the creative element required, forcing us to think outside the box. After a year and a half of social distancing, a hug was most needed and appreciated. Karen and our dear listeners As you go through this period of adjustment, may you begin healing and working those social muscles again. And may there be many comforting hugs in the days ahead.